Hey guys, welcome to Living Life Unapologetically with me, Miss Big Stick. Hi guys, welcome to today's episode of Living Life Unapologetically with me, Miss Big Stick. Now, if you were listening to this via Spotify or Apple Podcast, it's just a normal episode. But if you are viewing my beautiful face via YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, welcome to the very first viewable podcast. (laughs) Viewable? Anyways. So now that I have gotten this thing set up, finding the time lately to record these podcasts have been really hard. With two children, businesses, jobs, life gets really quick and so overly scheduled. So I have really enjoyed recording these episodes in my car, in the car line. So welcome to today. We are in the Bronco. Welcome to today's episode. Now, let's get serious for a minute. Today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that I was actually really shocked when I started to actually speak about it. So Justin and I, I told y'all in the very first episode, we are both firstborn children. We are stubborn. We are hard-headed and we are crappy communicators. What happens when you are crappy communicators within a, within a marriage or a relationship at all? Communication is so important. Understanding and listening and taking in what the other one is saying is so important. And so if you lack those skills, if you don't have those tools in your toolbox, It's going to cause chaos in the future. So we have made it this far already, eight years next week with the tools that we had in our toolbox. And that's great. But I just see, you know, I just look towards the future and think, wow, like if we don't get some new tools into our toolbox, we may not survive together in the future. We may not be our best selves farther in the future if we do not now start learning new tools. So I reached out and I found us a a Christian-based counselor near us. And I brought up to Justin, I was like, hey, I really want to do marriage counseling. I love you. I am, I just want you to know that it's just to help us learn how to talk better to each other, how we can understand each other better. How can we be better parents? How can we do better as a couple to teach our children how happy, healthy relationships live? That was my goal. And he was like, cool, let's go. I was so scared to bring it up to him because I was like, Oh, he's going to think like, what if he's like, I don't want to do marriage counseling. If you think that we need that I'm, I, in my head, I started going through like all of these such bad negative, like reactions that he could have. And he was like, cool, let's go. So we have already gone. Uh, tonight is actually, uh, is actually meeting two. We've only been a couple of times. And, um, I really liked that this counselor made it to where we came together. And then we each had an individual session the week after, and then we come back together this week. And so I really liked that. So we, they had, she had a chance to really meet with us individually and then get back and meet together. 
Now, something else that really shocked me is whenever I started like having communication, I told one of my friends, I was like, yeah, Justin and I are going to marriage counseling. And she was like, oh, that is so awesome. Her exact thing was like, I feel like so many people are going, but they don't talk about it. And so then it makes you feel taboo when you do go and you're thinking, wow, like we we're failing. Like we just all like the negative thoughts, right? Um, I have talked to a couple of other of my friends or our mutual friends about, you know, marriage counseling. And like, I do not talk about what we talk about in our, like in our marriage counseling. That is between um, us three period. We will not take that out. And I will not talk about any of that here. Uh, now I might bring some things I've learned here that might help other people. Yes. Um, but personal things like that, I'm not going to do. Um, but when I brought it up, the amount of people that were like, Oh, we go to marriage counseling. It saved our marriage or we go to marriage counseling. We go for this, this, and this, we go just to the same thing, just to learn more tools. And I thought, wow, if more people talked about going to counseling for your mental health, whether it's marriage or just to learn about yourself or to, um, I just like that to get more tools in your tool belt. Man, I feel like the world would be such a better place. We may all understand each other just a little better. So I want you to hear this. If you are struggling with yourself. If you're struggling to understand the thoughts that you have, or, you know, if you have these little, like I say quirks, but for me, I do not enjoy hugs. I don't mind giving hugs, but it has to be on my, like my terms. And I've always thought that was really, really weird. One freaking counseling session alone. And I brought up, you know, all these things from my past. And she's like, I know exactly why you don't like hugs. And she broke it down for me. And I was like, oh my God. So you mean like I could eventually like fix that? And if you've been listening, if you listen to John Deloney, he talks about putting your bricks down. You know, you're carrying this brick around in your bag. You need to put it down. And I never, I was like, John, how do you put the brick down? How do you put a brick down? Where do you put a brick down? I started putting my bricks down in the gym. I've started using the gym. I love it. But I brought that up to her and she said, that's one way to help. And then she started giving me little tips and I was like, great. I cannot wait for another end. I actually chose to do individual sessions as well. So I'll be going by myself and together. Um, and for me, it was something that I see so much benefit in, but the amount of people who are like, I really think that if every, you know, relationship before they got married would do marriage counseling, we might not see as many divorces. And I, I do believe that the divorce rate has gone up because of the like social media aspects, you know, um, everything is at the end of your fingertips. There's just so much out there now that they didn't have back in the day. And I also attest it to the fact that back in the day, 
I think we just took it. We just took the, the way each other talked to each other. And we just took the, that one of the spouses get home or late and not, we just took it because it was just what you did. It's just kind of the same example as, oh, well, that's your family member. That's your mom or that's your dad. That's just how they are. They're your mom. You just have to deal with it. No, you don't have to deal with the narcissism. You don't have to deal with, um, being uh, belittled or whatever the thing is, just because they're your parents or they're your family member. Absolutely not. You're allowed to set boundaries and stand by your boundaries and how other people react to your boundaries. is not your problem. And that is something I had to learn. Once you set boundaries there, there, the people around you are allowed to say, yeah, I don't agree with that and walk out of your life. And you're not responsible for how people react to your boundaries. You're just not. And I think once we all are able to see that, I swear that our generation is the generation that's finally like, Hey, it's time to break this up. It's time to learn how to communicate. It's time to learn how to speak to each other. And so that way your children don't look at this and think that how you're living, you have to, I want you to stop. If you're listening, I want you to stop and think about this for a second. If you have children and you are married, I want you to picture your child in a relationship or marriage that looked identical to yours. Does that scare you or does that make you so happy? If your daughter met a man like her dad, would that be okay with you? Would you be okay with the way that that person, that man was talking to your daughter? Do you look at your son and think if he was a father or a husband that mimicked his father, does that make you proud or disappointed? Look at yourself. If your daughter became a woman, a mother or a wife, and acted just like you, does that make you sad or happy? For me, I have moments where I'm like, I don't want her to have the, the overstimulated mind. I don't want her to yell at her children. I don't want her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want that. So the best thing I can do for my children is to become a better mother for them and a better wife for my husband and a better person for myself. We all deserve to have a life of true happiness, of true, like, true, true love with each other. And that doesn't mean, like, these fairy tales and all the stuff that you see on the Disney Channel or whatever. I'm talking about real people who sit down and have real, like, real communication. Hey, I snapped earlier, and that was not okay. Um, I think that came from a place... 10 years ago. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Why is it that it's so hard to do that? I have had full conversations in my head with my spouse about something that was bothering me. Full conversations in my head with my spouse that was bothering me. And when I was like, okay, I'm going to talk about it today. I would clam up and I never would talk about it. And that's something I'm working on. Something I'm working on. I can be like, Yes. My spouse, if I opened up and started talking more, I already know that he would. I already know that he would. Somebody has school first, but we have to learn the tools. If you don't, 
have the tools. You just don't have them. You don't know what to do. So that's why I think marriage counseling is so important. So like I said, if you are struggling, if you think, wow, like I really could do better. If it, if the thought of your daughter growing up and becoming you or becoming a wife like you, does that make you happy? If a, your son growing up, if these things resonate with you, I highly recommend just try it out. Just try it out. What's, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? I don't know. Also, something else that um, I'm going to talk about really quick, I thought was super, super interesting. So I, last year, started reading my Bible. And I started using this the Filament app. And it was so, so neat. Okay. You can, like, it tells you... You could say that your goal is to read the Bible in 365 days, one year, and it'll break it down. Okay, well, today, then you need to read this, and then tomorrow you're going to read this. And after you read it, you mark that you read it, and then it'll have these videos that do, like, another explanation with visuals. Um, and I thought, oh, my gosh. there! I was, like, reading parts, and I was like, I, I have read this three times, and I've never understood this. It broke it down so well. I did that really, really good for like three or four months. And then life happened. It gets excuses. I'm busy. I don't have time. I'm tired. Yet I make time to scroll. Um, Now, on the other hand, I can pick up a book this big and read it in two days. I can read this, a book like this, in two days. So why is it that we can pick up books... So why is it that we can pick up books this big and read them in two days, but we cannot read our Bible in 365 days broken down with us with reminders? And my friend responded this. I had posted this. My friend said, it's because we are self-destructive humans, human creatures, self-destructive creatures. And I thought, oh my God. She said, that's why we can drink teas. And sodas and back to back, but we can't drink four bottles of water back to back. It's the same reason why we can eat four bars of chocolate, but we can't eat a bowl of fruit. We're self-destructive creatures. And I think that is so, so important to learn it and break it down that way. Because I was like, why? I just, I just don't understand And I kind of at first thought, okay, maybe it's because when I was reading my Bible, I was getting closer to, you know, the relationship with my father, you know, I was learning so much and I felt like all these attacks, everything was like, boom, we had this happening. We had this happening. And I was like, oh my gosh, when you get closer to, you know, Jesus and you're learning about the Holy spirit and you're learning about all these things, the Lord, the, the devil does not like that. And so I also, I felt like it was like all of these things just all the time. And I used that as an excuse to be like, that's why I set it down. It was just too much. When in reality, we're just literally self-destructive creatures and we have to do better. By the way, this book right here, The Body Keeps a Score. If you're a reader, I highly recommend this book. It is so good. I am halfway through it, learning a lot so much. 
Um, but on today's episode, I really just, that's what I had to talk about. And I just really wish that we were just more open and I'm not saying be open about like all the things that are going on in your relationship or the things that happened in your past. But I really think that if more people took mental health seriously and focused on becoming a better person for you, for your children, for your spouse, we deserve, we deserve to have a good, happy life. You know, I saw that um, on one of the John Delaney shows that he said, how was your childhood? And she was like, it was great. And then when he started asking her questions about her childhood, she was abused. She was beaten. And he was like, hold on. I thought you told me your childhood was, was good. And she said, well, when you, when we break it down this way, it makes a lot of sense. I just, I survived. I'm here. It was good. Trauma is trauma. And if you don't learn how to make it through that trauma, that trauma is going to mess with the rest of your life, the relationships, your work, everything. And one thing I learned about myself is my body is in survival mode, which is one of the reasons why I, I never understood why when I'm at home, I cannot sit still. I have to be cleaning. I have to be standing. I just can't sit down and go. And I get so jealous of my friends that do. And I I just was like, why can't I? And I realized it's because my body is in survival mode. And something else I read is that when your body is in survival mode for so long, uh, what was the score that a EF, not yet. ACS score. It's a trauma score. I'm going to have to look that up and I'll post it in the, the shot, the show links. If you're a score of three or more or three or four, you have a higher chance of dying of early of heart disease or stroke or cancers because your body is literally in survival mode from the outside, from the inside out. If it's over than five, it's even more of a chance. And so I really think a lot of people don't look at some of the things that they went through as a child as trauma. And so it just gets set aside. So really think about it. And that's really all I had to talk about today. I think it's so neat that I'm able to figure this out. And I hope everyone has a great day and be safe. I love you. You matter. Until next week. Bye.